Dr. Keith Sweet, always here for your hate relief. Dr. Uh, Keith Sweet and myself, Dr. Love Weapon, once in a while we'll jump on board here at Back to the 80s and bring you what we like to call Love Hate Letters. Mm -hmm. We take a moment and read those love letters and hate letters you have out there of experiences you're going through and we'll give you our best doctoral advice and on that note dr sweet oh that sounds sweet uh, our first letter is from jasmine <laughs> Jad jasmine writes hello doctors i just want to share tonight my love letter with you it all started in 1986 as I was introduced to the greatest love of my life. We were found together walking one day, a little bit past two in the morning, at the drive-through at Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> and as, uh, as uh, the love of my life and I walk through the drive through because we didn't have a car back then. Like I said, it was two in the morning and we ordered our chicken littles and uh, hung around the parking lot there with only one light on in the whole parking lot by Super A Foods and Taco Bell in the corner that was closed at that time. And my honey just reached over and said, I love how the moon glistens on your forehead. And I just want to tell you, sweet Jasmine, on this day in 1986, how much I love you. And I promise to adore you forever. And I promise that one day we will come to Kentucky Fried Chicken drive through in a car. <laughs> Thank you, Jasmine. Dr. Sweet, that's a, that's a love letter and a half. Uh, Dr. Love Weapon, you know, it, it, it really is true love when you can walk through a drive-thru at 2 in the morning and you don't have a car. And that's just real love. Because nothing's better than love with greasy fingers. I just thought it was a beautiful letter. And I hope that uh, Jasmine and her fella are still together this day. And uh, if they don't have a car... They can go down to social services and get tokens for the Metro. And I'm sure then they can find love and get to another restaurant, Doctor. Oh, yes. Jasmine, I just want to thank you for providing such wonderful, wonderful lines to both Dr. Sweet and myself. And I want to encourage you. Keep on going to that KFC. Doctor, I think it's time I go check the microwave for my cappuccino. So uh, I think you should give our love haters a closing note. And uh, would you like lemon or would you like cinnamon in your uh, cappuccino? I would like a, a little of both, but preferably uh, a little bit of ginger at the end in there as well. Ginger always makes me smile. You're listening to Back to the 80s Radio, a part of the up-and-coming K-Hits 92.5 online and around the world. We're the show that brings back the 80s to a whole new generation, discussing the good, the bad, and the ugly of the greatest decade of all. 
We're here every single Friday, and thanks to you all over the world. We are the number one 80s show on Earth. Back to the 80s is online via Twitter and Facebook, where you can drop us a line or a note and let us know what topics you'd like to hear on Back to the 80s. Now, there are a few shows out there with similar name, but only Back to the 80s radio has the radio personalities and content you're not going to hear anywhere else, and I guarantee it. Now, with me, as he is every Friday, is a man that has more stamina, more rage, and more wild personality than John McEnroe losing a tennis match in the 80s. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! That ball was on the line. He's been seen running around the halls of the Smithsonian Museum at night, wearing only a translucent white spandex and a yellow cutoff shirt that says, I rock my metal harder than you. We hear back to the 80s. Call him the Chang. Hear ye, hear ye, cats and kitties, earth dogs, numbskulls, ladies of the 80s. The Chang must do his rang. Now, Toscano, my number one comrade, my partner in crime, the only Italian that I've ever gave a compliment to for his hugeness in booty sock balls. And that would be you. That's me. You are more greater than Chef Boyardee, the man that created pizza. You are the greatest Italian ever since I witnessed the movie <laughs> Scarface. And there was no Italians in that movie. <laughs> And I still wear my booty socks, but without the balls. Oh, I lost I lost the balls on my booty socks when I got married. You know, Tusky, I lost my balls in my first marriage. Oh, this is a different story. Never we're talking mind. about booty socks. Well, never I don't mind. Never about. Mind. I don't want to talk about that. But I do want to talk about number three on our show of shows to bring out the great new wave era of music in the 80s. Tonight, we're going to wrap it up. We're going to say adios, arrivederci to the new wave and Toscano. I'm going to say one band name, and that's going to kick it off to you. This is like a tennis match. You ready? Get your racket ready. Get those booty socks laced up. Come on. I've got a song that I really, really love that uh, reminds me of being a young boy back in the 80s, and that is Moving in Stereo. Also a song that was on the great movie of Ridgemont High. Do you remember Fast Times yeah, at Ridgemont? Yeah, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Of, of Ridgemont course. High. That song is epic. That Every time I hear that song, I think of Phoebe Cates, and I have to leave the room immediately. Uh, that's all you have to say. That, to me, was a great band. You had uh, Rick Ocasek, Elliot uh, on the guitar. You had, uh, oh, my goodness, the other great singer in that band. Do you remember the other singer in that great band? Do you not? He was so attractive with his blonde hair. He looked a little bit like Elvis Presley, but New Wave. That band, I think they were epic. I think uh, uh, it's sad to to know that two uh, of those uh, members have passed on, so we're never ever going to see uh, such a great band as we did with the Cars. Uh, that's my first band that I thought I'd bring up in today's new wave topic. I'm sure that you have another band you want to talk about. We got tons of stuff to talk about. And you know what? In December of 1982, there was a Gallup poll that was taken in the United States. 14% of teenagers rated new wave as their favorite type of music. That way, making it the third most popular genre of music. New wave had its greatest popularity, of course, on our coast, on the West coast. Unlike other genres, race wasn't a factor in the popularity of new wave music. And according to the poll in urban contemporary radio stations, they were the first to play dance-oriented new wave artists, such as the B-52s, Culture Club, Duran Duran, and ABC. Now, did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Here's another fun fact. Did you know that MTV was primarily played new wave music when they first up started in 81 uh, and most of those acts were from Great Britain up until 1984. And you also, I, ha I also have to throw another fun fact. The Cars were one of the number one bands on MTV in that era at that time. And Benjamin Orr, the other singer of the, of the Cars, was also voted one of the sexiest lead singers or rockers in that era 
in that genre of music at that time. And if you can remember watching MTV and watching the Cars video, you had Rick who Rick Ocasek, who looked he looked uh, he looked different. His ears were a little bit bigger. They kind of looked like he had some headphones on painted skin color. But then you had Benjamin Orr. Like I say, he kind of looked very similar to Roger Taylor, the drummer of Queen. Kind of had that Alvis sex appeal. Yeah, I remember. I remember him. Yeah. But uh, MTV launched off uh, the genre of new wave music. As a matter of fact, it brought so much concern that journalists were calling the new wave era of the 80s from MTV the second coming of the British invasion. Did you know that? Yes, because I've heard it from you before. <laughs> oh, I'm muttering myself. <laughs> mutter, mutter, mutter. Billboard's book of number one hits by Fred Bronson. Boy George explained that the song Come a Chameleon, or Chameleon to Many, that the song is about the terrible fear of alienation mm -hmm. that people have, the fear of standing up for one thing. It's, it's about trying to suck up to everybody. Basically, if you aren't true, if you don't act like you feel, then you get karma justice. And that's nature's way of paying you back. Mm -hmm. And this is Karma Chameleon by The Culture Club and Boy George. A fun fact it's uh, like kind my of george michael move <laughs> yeah, I no, that was it. my boy george move not george michael that was my uh, boy george. there was something a little fun fact here uh with boy george culture club was sued for plagiarism in this song by the writers of a song called handyman from a 1960s hit for jimmy jones really and, yeah when asked Boy George admitted, uh, I might have heard that maybe once, but it was certainly not something I sat down and copied. We gave them 10 pence and an apple. Mm, nice. So nice. he may have heard of the song, but he says he didn't copy. So apparently the 1960 song Handyman, written by or sung by Jimmy Jones, sounds very, very similar to that one. I mean, you got to give it up to Boy George. The guy did have a voice. He created a style for himself that was uh, flamboyant. Uh, it was kind of uh, it, it, kind of provocative in a way. You know what I mean? It was He looked kind of uh, feminine, but then again, he kind of didn't. Uh, the guy's got some chops. Though. The guy could sing, so yeah, I give it up to him. Now, the one thing I did trip out on Boy George was the way that Boy George, uh, like you were talking about uh, the song that you just played, was written. I would kind of think that that came out of uh, George's mind, kind of maybe with the rise of uh, coming out of the closet and becoming okay with yourself being gay and announcing it to the world. Uh, I would think that would have something to do with the song and why he wrote it. I don't know if you would agree. You, you cannot be bullied and, and hide forever. You're going to have to stand up and, and, and represent who you are. You want to know another interesting fun fact about Culture Club? Sure. They performed this song this same song in 1986 on an episode of the A-Team out of all the programs on TV, what? how more masculine and adrenaline charged uh, program. Wow. They, uh, yeah, they played this song on a episode that was called Cowboy George. And in this episode, a series of misadventure leads to the band playing in a country bar to a bunch of cowboys. And they went over the crowd along with the A-Team. It's just uh, an interesting wow. fun fact. From 1986. Now, I could, I, I would love to hear uh, Mr. T. Shut up, <laughs> fool. Come here, pretty boy, with your pretty hair. Bring them pretty lips over here. I'm a real champion. I'm going to show you a real man. I'm a real man. I'm going to hit you straight in the face with a band that I, I love. Uh, yes, I did say I love. I love this band. And as a matter of fact, I did meet the lead singer at this band uh, one time <laughs> in the city of Irwindale. I'm talking about Oingo Boingo. Ah. Now, Oingo Boingo, they had a very creative sound. Very, uh, you could kind of say Oingo Boingo kind of was like pop, punk, rock, Rasta, party rock, uh, 
you know, kind of uh, Tim Burton style, which is, you know, of course, he did uh, do the soundtrack for Tim Burton. Uh, right. He does a lot of stuff for, for movies and just got that weird yet cool vibe oh, going. dude. I mean, yeah, he's a mastermind. You know what I mean? He's just a mastermind now. He came a long way. And I got to meet him one time, uh, like I said, in Irwindale. He was uh, sending a demo album out to a record studio uh, or a record label for them to hear when I met him. So that was pretty cool. Oingo Boingo was formed by, of course, uh, Richard Elfman, and he provided music right. for one of the films that he was working on. And well, I thought it was Danny Elfman. Well, it was formed by Richard Elfman. I guess Danny Elfman is uh, uh, Richard's brother because Danny Elfman is the lead singer of the group. But I guess mm, okay. the, the person who started it all right, is right. Uh, his brother, Richard Elfman. Oh, so Richard Richard became a dick and he was ousted out of the band. <laughs> and this particular song, Weird Science, was, yes, absolutely written for the John Hughes movie, Weird Science, about the two kids who find a way to create a beautiful woman through science. And the band had to crush this out and they claim that they hated the song. Unfortunately for them, but fortunately for us, because it became so well-known in the movie... It was included on their album, Dead Man's Party. Let's take a listen. What a great band, man. Oingo Boingo. You know, that one track right there, you could kind of hear the funk in it. You know, you could see why it was a pop rock kind of a, a song. It had so many different flavors in it. You know, you could dance to it. You could groove to it. You could sing to it. You could probably look in the mirror and make funny faces like Danny was doing when he was making funny faces on MTV. Yeah. But, you know what? Another one of their songs went on the movie Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield. Do you remember? They actually performed... Uh, Dead Man's Party. Yes, at the college where this movie was taking place, That's they were right. the main right. the main band for for this party. So, great band, Oingo Boingo. Love Oingo Boingo. Now, I got one more band. Are your booty socks tucked in around your toes? Because you're gonna just jump out of your shoes when you hear this band. The balls of my booty socks are tucked in well in there. Okay, you're sure you're ready? Because yeah. I know you hate this band. Uh, and I love them, brother. Here There's nothing like. Oh, Planet no, Claire no, by the no. B-52s. I'm going to say it again because I was rudely cut off by my buddy, my associate, <sighs> my partner in crime. That's right. Everybody's favorite, the B-52s. Yeah. No. The great B-52s. And yes, I'm going to want you to play it. I'm going to want you to play it. She came from Planet Claire. Don't you dare. It's funny because I thought you were going to say, and yes, I hate the band, but I'm glad, I'm so glad you didn't mention this song. Oh, I hate this song. Which is, in many ways, the the worst song I have ever heard in my entire life. Now, every time I heard this song, I thought about going to a taco shack, not a love shack. <laughs> but I'm intrigued. Did you, I would like to go to a love shack to find out what kind of love I could purchase. They interviewed the B-52 singer Cindy Wilson, and she explained that when you're jamming, everybody's conjuring up their own images. And sometimes we're all singing at right. the same time, and later you go back and you hear what you're doing. And she said, I personally was thinking about this bar that was out in the country called uh, the Hawaiian Halle. And it was a really cool place, a rundown love shack kind of thing. But it was a disco. And so that's what she was mm. thinking of when they created 
The Love Shack. Really? Yeah, did you know that? I wonder what Fred was thinking, the lead singer. Probably about some... I don't know. Some he, skimpy... He probably said, I can't believe I have to be in this band in order to make a living. I bet you he thought... That's what I would think. I was thinking, he was thinking, no one has a voice like mine. Oh, I'll sing with these girls like they were fine. Oh, yeah. He had that very... You know, I would like to see him do a movie back in the 20s. That's right, baby. I'm going to give it to you good, see? You're going down. Oh, I, I couldn't stand the Love Shack. How could you not like the B-52s, Toscano? For, for God's sake, you had a Wham shirt and you, and, and, and you wore it mid-drift. Come on, brother. <laughs> and, and you mentioned uh, Planet Claire, mm, a great song. which is interesting because... Why uh, is that interesting? The- it's a great song. <laughs> Their female vocalists, Cindy Wilson and Katie Pearson, I mean, they fit right in as cast members of an Ed Wood sci-fi mm-hmm. movie. They're, they're just freaky. Right. Well, they had hair like they worked at Bob's Big Boy, too. Yeah. They had that big hair. Now, they weren't from outer space, of course. No. They were from Georgia. Athens, ah, Georgia. 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 Yep. Georgia. Yeah, and they started singing about a woman. This is around 2.30 in the morning when Fred Ooh, Schneider starts. Yeah, Fred Schneider, uh, Schneider starts talking about a woman from Planet Claire. Mm. And we don't learn much about her, but we know that she drives the Plymouth satellite, which also existed on Earth. So I guess it's this different planet called Planet Claire and that this girl travels at the speed of light. That's pretty much it. Now, that that sounds like that was written on Planet Blow, as in everybody was doing a little bit too much blow. Let's make this song go. (laughs) Well, you know what? Much of that soundscape on that song. It was created by the band's guitarist, Ricky Wilson, who later in 1985 died of AIDS. Ah, oh, that is right. That is not a very good fun fact. How dare you throw that fact? But that, well, you have that, to, it, it you know, the, we're talking it, about. Yeah, um, yeah, we, like you said, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And that's what we're going to give you. Yeah. But uh, it's too bad you didn't like that band. I would have really enjoyed getting you a, a B-52's uh, skin tight t-shirt for your birthday. But you know what? Maybe I'll do it. Who cares? I don't care if you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send the goddamn hated, thing anyway. Hated it. Are you Rich Hater? Dick and Rich Hater are on the show? The Hater Brothers? Now, the following song is uh, a German. Actually, he was born in Vienna, Austria in 1957. And his real name was Johann Halsell. But his AKA was Falco. <laughs> Now, this song, Rock Me Amadeus, was released, but it was first, obviously, it was a huge international hit. And in most countries, like in ours, it was his only hit. Wow. But, you know, he he continued to to do stuff in Europe, and Falco ended up, unfortunately, because of avoiding taxes. He went to the Dominican Republic, believe it or not, to live or to escape or to, you know. He ended up dying in a car crash on February of 1998 at the very young age of 40. Wow. Now, I think I remember seeing uh, him and this song performed on one of the music awards shows back there. I don't, you know, uh, anybody, our listeners, you can Google that and, and, and see if I'm correct or if I'm wrong. Hell, tell me I'm wrong. I, I enjoy, I bring it on. It doesn't matter. But I remember seeing this performed on a music show. I don't know if you recall that. I remember they were wearing. Yeah, the, I do. They Everybody looked like Napoleon up there. Yeah, yeah. Drag makeup well, on a bunch of gay Napoleons. You, you know, like Falco, of course, Mozart was also from Austria. That's right. But Falco teamed up with his brothers Rob and Ferdy Bolin to write a song about Mozart because they felt that that Mozart was Austria's son, and that's the story mm-hmm. of Falco with Rock Me Amadeus. I wonder if he ran away with Right Said Fred. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, this is uh, back to the 80s radio. This is Toscano from Toscano with Chang. Don't go away. When we come back, we got more fun facts, more new wave music on the final in the series, The New Wave Craze. Damn straight. I'm too sexy for my shirt. 
Hello, this is the doctor speaking. I detect a large amount of social media usage in your life. Und hence I am recommending you go back to the 80s. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Remember when we thought the, the, the 80s, 80s, 80s were lame? That's because we hadn't lived through this decade yet. You're listening to Back to the 80s. Oh, welcome back to Back to the 80s. Chang here, Toscano and Chang, the dynamic duel of stupidity, is discussing the era and the genre of new wave music. I'm sure all of you have your favorite bands. Some of you may have your least favorite bands. And here on Back to the 80s, we're going to go in favorites, least favorite. We're going to give you the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, Toscano, I'm going to throw a band at you, and I'm going to give you the good, the bad, and the ugly of this band. I hope you don't give me another band that I think sucks. Oh, well, I'm pretty sure you will, but if you like them, then that explains a lot. <laughs> Spandau Ballet. Oh. The good, see. the good, they all had incredibly attractive suits on. Good-looking individuals. The bad, all their music sucked. That's why they only had one oh, good hit song. Oh, come on, give me a break. Wait a no, minute. they didn't. Their Wait song, a minute. Their music was amazing. Hey, well, you have to let me get the ugly out. Okay? <laughs> now, the ugly part of that band is they got some pretty hot chicks. The lyrics for the song True were inspired by a crush Spandau Ballet's Gary Kemp, of course. And uh, he said he was infatuated with Claire Grogan. That's what he told the Guardian newspaper. He said he met her on top of the Pops and at one point traveled up to Scotland to have tea with her and her mom and dad. Although his feelings were unfortunately not reciprocated, the relationship remained platonic and it was uh, enough to trigger the song. True. What a witch. The truth to be said about that song is that was a good song. That was an incredible song, yeah. That's a good song. You know, you're sitting with a chick and, you know, you want to get down and and, 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 and get to be with her in many ways. You crack that song on. Now, I yeah, think and I, it was a huge worldwide hit going right. to number one in 21 countries. Right. By right. The way. I, now, I remember as a young Chang, I went to this concert. I've told this story on, on a, a previous show. And I went to yeah. go see this uh, band with my girlfriend. And uh, I was not of the new wave look or the vibe or anything. And I went in there looking the way the Chang usually does. And I tell you, I spent most of my time in that concert in the bathroom drinking uh, out of my pint of Jack Daniels that I snuck yeah. in, uh, f- <laughs> uh, sitting in a stall, putting things up my nose that I don't need to mention and just uh, sitting like there. Yes. And wondering. When the hell am I going to get out of this show? All those guys are attractive, and they've got better, nice clothing than me. Yeah, that that show yeah. I figured. You know, new wave soundtracks were were used in mainstream as well, Chang. Like in Brat Pack films, like uh, Sixteen Candles, Pretty oh, Pink, The yeah, Breakfast Club. Yeah. It went hand as in well, hand. Yeah, as well as low budget hits like Valley Girl mm. uh, by John Hughes. That's right. And and I guess John Hughes really really enjoyed this type of new wave music. And he placed the songs from acts such as uh, psychedelic first, simple minds, uh, OMD that we're going to hear and yes, echo and yes. the bunny Man in his films. Critics described, mm-hmm. you know, MTV acts of the period as shallow or, or vapid homophobic slurs were used to describe some of the new wave musicians. If you, if you recall, and even though there was criticism, I mean, the danceable quality of the music and the quirky fashion sense associated with the new wave artists, it appealed to to uh, yep. large audiences. So New Wave had taken over the world. I mean, 
let me let me let me refresh your memory with such a great artist as this Elvis Costello. Yes, you have to love Elvis Costello. Not only because they named him Elvis, but uh, <laughs> I mean the, the guy had all kinds of great songs. I mean he's even as deep now probably as as uh, Bob Dylan is. But yeah. Elvis Costello, he's played with a lot of great musicians. He made really damn good music back then. My favorite song of his back then uh, has got to be Allison. Just the way that it carries on melodically. Allison, my <laughs> The way he would just carry it. But uh, uh, you cannot, we cannot talk about the 80s or New Wave uh, without mentioning Elvis Costello's name. And here's another, an, uh, another Boomtown hit right here. The Boomtown Rats. I don't know if you recall ever hearing of them. I believe they had one great, uh, one good song. And uh, it wasn't even in the top 10. I think it was maybe in the top 100. So it's not worth mentioning the title of the song. But that's another oh bad thing. It's not worth mentioning it. It's not worth mentioning it. And, and like, I, like you said, we're going to give you the good, the bad, and the ugly. And that band was bad and ugly. So bad and ugly that Chang doesn't even want to mention the song that made the top 100. And it wasn't even the top 10. Speaking of ugly, uh, the performers of this following band were considered to be totally the opposite of that. Oh, who's that? Watch out, here I come. come, come, come. Oh, that's right. Aiken Waterman Productions. Peter Burns of Dead and Alive decided he wanted to work with the production team after hearing Dean's song. So Sock and Aiken Waterman went on to write and produce the hits that we now know as You Spin Me Round. Written by Peter Burns and, of course, his fellow band members, Steve Coy, Tim Lever, and Mike Percy. We know them as Dead or Alive. You know, the interesting thing about this song, uh, You Spin Me Round, is that it didn't hit number one in the UK until its 14th week in the top 75, breaking the record for the slowest climb to the top of the charts. Yeah, my wife was just, uh, Mrs. Chang was just playing this song the other day. This is a song uh, that she liked, but, you know, Mrs. Chang, Mrs. Chang was a metal goddess at one time. Mrs. <laughs> Chang has more... Uh, like of uh, many more right. different genres of music than I do myself. And she was just playing this for me the other day and saying that hopefully you guys talk about this song. And lo and behold, you bring out this song. And, you, you know, it's probably uh, there's many listeners that love this song. Me, I thought it was a pile of crap. Oh, but- here we go. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Here we go. You know, the New Wave fans must love you right now. You know what? I want to tell all our New Wave fans that I love you all from the bottom of my black heart. I really do. And I do really like a lot of the music that we are discussing. But just every now and then, if you're familiar with the show, sometimes you're going to get banged by the Chang. And I'm going to have to lay it on A little hard to believe there. Well, you know, just sometimes. (laughs) But that song, you know what that song reminds me of? Do you remember the movie The Wedding Singer? Oh, yeah. It came, uh, Adam Sandler uh, did the song. Yes. And uh, uh, what's his name was in there? Ah, I forgot his name. Now he is currently a woman. Uh, Alexis. <laughs> uh, his, he's related to, to a, a famous sister. Uh, I forget the name. Any of our listeners out there, go ahead and hit us with the name of the actress that he is the uh, former brother. Of now his, he is a woman now. His name is Alexis. But uh, that's what that song reminds me of. All the time that I ever, whenever I do hear it, before I have to vomit, I think of that movie. Well, now that we got your your feedback on that, with a catchy synthesizer sound and explosive chorus, this song was one of the most memorable hits of the 80s. In the entire 80s, it's still played to death today. What? In an interview with Corey Hart, he told the story behind the song. He said that in early of spring in 1983, he was 19 years old, kid from Montreal, recording in the studio near Manchester, England. And by late May, approaching his 20th birthday, he finally held in his hands a cassette which contained the finished recordings of the 11 original songs that that would make up his first offense album debut. This is Corey Hart, Sunglasses at Night. I wear my sunglasses. 
While Sunglasses at Night is his best-known song in America, it's far from a one-hit wonder because he had nine U.S. Top 40 hits. Wow. From Yeah, did you know that? No, I had no idea. From 84 to 90 with his biggest chart hit that came in his second album when Never Surrender hit number three in the U.S. Wow. Now, I thought he only wore his sunglasses at night, so he was high. And no one could tell that he was high. Lord knows the Chang only wore sunglasses at night when I was going home inebriated. So my mom couldn't tell I was inebriated. You know, that was still one of those. It's still one of those songs that when it comes out on the radio, I pump it up because. What uh, would you do if your sons came home uh, with their sunglasses on at night? Well, Mm -hmm. you know, dad wears sunglasses at night. So, you know, I expect no less from them. That's good. Now, Toscano boys, if you're listening to dad and Chang. Wear those sunglasses at night and make sure they're Ray-Bans. <laughs> that they are. That they are, my friend. <laughs> Let's take a little break. When we come back, the final round of the New Wave Craze with the craziness of Toscano and Chan. You're listening to Back to the 80s. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If it's popular, we do it. Totally awesome. And now, back to the 80s with Toscano and Chang. This is Back to the 80s, Toscano from Toscano and Chang. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is the part of the show where we talk about what made us angry back in the 1980s. But in honor of our most talented and infamous Chang, we have now dubbed them Changries. So Chang, what made you Changry back in the 80s? Well, I'm going to give it to you short and sweet, just like my sex life. You know what got me changry back in the 80s? Andrew McCarthy. I wanted to punch that guy oh, through the wall. Oh, I knew you would say that. You know what else got me changry back in the 80s, what? Tusky? Why Charlie Sheen didn't go with his original name, Estevez, like his brother. Why didn't he go under Carlos Estevez? Yeah, I'm, I, I, I am on a drug. It's called Charlie Sheen. Um, it, uh... It's not available because if you try it once, you will die. Your face will melt off and your children will weep over your exploded body. Um, Why did he go with Charlie Sheen? Did he think he was winning then? You know what else got me changry back in the 80s? I never got to bang Madonna. (laughs) Next one. You know what got me angry back in the 1980s? Well, you never know. I didn't have a lot of hair under my arms and she did. We would have been a perfect match. You know what else got me changry? Back in what? the 80s, nobody could ever beat me at doing the Wang Chung. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I beat everybody doing what the Wang Chung. What was the Wang Chung? That was a Chang Chong. Well, I'm not going to show you because I'm afraid that you're taping this and you will put it on air. And I don't want anyone exactly to take what out I would do. my outrageous, courageous dance moves. And my final Changri. You know what got me Changri what? back in the 80s? Buying bags of stems mm. and seeds. And that, ladies and gentlemen has been this week's Changries. If you have something that made you angry back in the 1980s and you'd like to share it with us so that Chang can read them here on air, go ahead and send us a direct message to our Facebook fan page and Chang will do his best to give out your Changri. Now, back to good, wholesome, politically correct entertainment. Oops, wrong station. <clears throat> now, back to the 80s with Toscano and Chang. That's right, you're listening to Back to the 80s, Toscano and Chang. If you just joined us, we're talking about New Wave, and this is actually our wrap-up. New Wave craze in the 80s. New Wave's legacy remained in the large influx of acts from Great Britain, of course, and the acts that were popular in the rock discos, as well as the charts name, which reflected how New Wave had been marketed as modern, New Wave's indie spirit would be crucial to the development of the college rock and alternative rock in the latter half of the 80s and beyond. Now, Toscano, I believe that uh, modern rock has been used as the phrase uh, rather than a new wave music in, in uh, some syndications and some uh, 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 information that's put out there. They talk about modern rock. I'm sure you could probably see that on, on some of the networks also. I think a lot of bands were yes. labeled uh, yeah, incorrectly we, yeah. as new wave. Yeah. Uh, just because they had a synth. And I think that's improper. But in this case, with the band Simple Minds in 1985, with the very, very popular hit, Don't You Forget About Me. Off the Breakfast Club, brother. That's right. It ran mm-hmm. during the opening and closing credits of the John Hughes film. And it reached number 17 on the Billboard 200 album chart in America. Of course, right. the film itself went on to make more than 50 million worldwide. Despite the budget of just about a million dollars, they made more than 50 wow. million. Now, you got to know that that movie made that song incredibly, incredibly richer than they were when they first put it out. Oh, 110,000%. Because on both aspects, you cannot think about that song without thinking about that movie you cannot look at that movie and not think about that song they go hand in hand like peanut butter and jelly of crap and john hughes was of course to thank for this particularly because he was a fan of the sounds and he sprinkled the sounds of what was coming out of the uk throughout his movies we talked about that and in this case with the breakfast club i mean look at the enormous hit that the movie became it is now a cult film. It's got a cult following. And songs like Don't You Forget About Me 
will ring true throughout, I, I mean, the rest of our lives and beyond. As a matter of fact, when you ask people that don't know anything about the 80s, I would guide them to the song. You want to hear a song mm-hmm. that really becomes a staple of the 1980s era? This song is a prime candidate for one of the that better That and ones. Dead Man's Party of Oingo Boingo, I think. If you're going to put a, yeah. uh, two songs and you want uh, the new generation to grasp what the vibe of new wave music in the 80s with one of those two songs is going to hit them home. And, and uh, I wanted to add on to what you were talking about. Now, it's uh, iconic that these uh, songs came out with such great movies. And uh, it's, a little, uh, it's a little disheartening when we think about movies in the present day, how we don't have too much music that coincides with our, uh, that is uh, output today with new artists going with new movies. But the sad thing that's kind of twisted is a lot of movies that they put out now, a lot of older music is played in the background. So it's kind of like, you know, the proof is in the pudding. Older music stands to be more timeless and priceless than a lot of the new artists. And I'm knocking, I'm not knocking down the new artists or the new music. I'm just saying that it's not as good. It's not as heartfelt. And it doesn't really coincide with too much uh, uh, nostalgia that people want to put into a movie to make that movie a feel-good movie. Yeah, and it's not as... Um... It's not as new, although it may be new, but it's not as new if that if that makes any sense. It's oh, not, yes, it, I, uh, you know, it's not groundbreaking no. music. It's not coming out for the very first time mm-hmm. like it was in the eighties. Well, there is a band, there's a band chain uh, that I wanted to talk about. Lay it on me. If you're familiar with Wang Chung, oh, Wang Chang Wang. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, originally recorded a demo in London at around Christmas time. And the demo, of course, after to live and die in LA, they had a, a, a choice facing them, according to Wang Chung, which is either to do more movies or to write more songs. And so they recorded a hit. One of their hit songs on this hit record was a song called Everybody Wang Chung Tonight. Yeah, Chang was doing the Wang Chung when I was inebriated with some of my new way buddies. Why not? Who's not going to Wang Chung? This is the only hit song we know where the band name was used as a verb in the line, everybody Wang Chung tonight. Taking place Mm. of the phrase, everybody have fun tonight, which they also use in the song. Yeah. Wang Chung. But it's one of those songs, Chang, that when you hear somewhere publicly, you know, at a fair or or back then in the 80s when you heard it at a somewhere where, where people went out and partied. I mean, this... Carnival. <laughs> this not carnivals. Parties, man. House parties. Uh, discos. and di- Places, you know, places like you never went to. I partied at some house parties. I partied at carnivals. I partied everywhere Wang Chung could be the Wang Chung. The Chang was. <laughs> Chang was doing the Wang Chung. I don't know why you don't oh, believe that. Oh, my gosh. Well... The video that they made from this song was around the time that Peter Gabriel's Sledgehammer became a, a cool hit. Peter Gabriel, the former lead singer of Genesis before the Gerber Baby yeah, took stop, over behind the kids. Stop being a hater. But, but this video was actually banned in the UK because some of the BBC guys said that the particular frame rate could cause epileptic seizures. Because the video, what? yeah, the video, everybody have fun tonight. People love the song, but yeah. it had so many edits so many cuts so many frame rates in the uk the bbc guys you know whoever run the show over there said that the particular frame rate could cause epileptic seizures in people so they banned it from the uk wow now that is a jackass move and i'm 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 not gonna i'm not gonna hold my tongue that is a jackass yeah i'm sure eventually it was it was played after people realized that no it's not gonna give you epileptic seizures I mean, come on. Maybe it gave some people a headache, but it wasn't going to give them epileptic seizures. Please. The only time I ever got an epileptic seizure, and I'm not, I don't have epilepsy, is when I went to go see Spando Ballet because I was thinking, I got to get the did hell you, out of here. Did you honestly really didn't like the band? Honestly. It just keeps giving low down. Let's hear right now, just between you and me, nobody's going to hear this. 
I hated that band. I oh. hated that band with every ounce of changlyhood that I had. I just couldn't get past it. It was like, you guys dress like Frank Sinatra, but you're so soft and smooth. You're, you, you remind me of, uh, of Jurgen's female body lotion. I've had enough. Jeez. Yeah. Well, this thing no, isn't no, on. No, is no, no. I turned the mic off. That way nobody hears your real opinion. Thank God. <laughs> the interesting thing is that we, we have this chemistry between us because I absolutely love Spandau Ballet and most, most new wave music. But you know what? There's bands, there's bands that I don't like. I'll, I'll hear them. And I'm not talking about like uh, B-52s. I can't stand them. I'll change it. I don't want to hear them. But there's bands that are not my favorite, such as the Smiths, Psychedelic Furs. Mm. I don't really like the bands. Yeah. I'll still hear them, but they're not mm. my favorite, you know, bands like that. I can't stand neither one of those bands, and I'm with you. I wouldn't even want them. If somebody put them on my car radio, I would immediately probably yeah. break However, their no, and I believe yeah, I it. it. However, when you and I meet up the next time that you're in L.A., we're going to Hollywood, mm, my beautiful and I'm putting full blast The Cure, Depeche Mode, and oh, some other band you don't like. Oh, let's just do Spandau Ballet. Oh, you better make sure that we're driving in that other part of Hollywood so we fit in. Because if you go down Sunset, down Rocker Lane, they're going to look at you and say, hey, one doesn't of you belong. guys <laughs> does not belong oh, but I'm here. I'm a rocker. I, I, the guy in the leather jacket and the leather cowboy hat looks like I he belongs I am a rocker here. at heart, and I've got my leather jacket with zippers as well, my friend. Uh, good. That's good. Now, I don't want the Michael no, Jackson not leather that one. jacket. I've got zippers. the biker leather jacket. I don't want I don't. I don't want you going thriller on me. Ever wish you could go back to the 80s with the crazy clothes and those wacky hairdos? Well, let Toscano and Chang transport you back in time, back to the 80s. Everybody who's an 80s fan, I do want to take a moment aside and let you know that back to the 80s is expanding. And pretty soon, we will be a full-blown radio station called K-Hits 92.5. Just keep that in the back of your mind because Back to the 80s will remain on K-Hits 92.5. And we're going to be heard, obviously, everywhere around the world. But we're going to be playing the absolute best of the 80s. Everything that the 80s had. Whether Chang and I don't like it or whether we love it, we're going to be playing it. That's right. And uh, to our beautiful listeners out there, uh, once we uh, embark and bring to your satisfaction and give you an eargasm with K-Hits 92.5, where we are going to play nothing but great 80s music. And we're going to hit you of every genre. From the music we've discussed these last three shows, uh, we're going to hit hard rock. We're going to hit blues rock. We're going to hit pop rock. We're going to hit uh, some of the dance numbers. We're even going to dive in and play some old school hip hop, which the Chang is a big fan of old school hip hop, real hip hop. The hip hop that told the story of the street, told the story of a lifestyle, uh, told the story of uh, being suppressed, especially in Los Angeles and New York. Uh, we're also going to have uh, certain different types of shows that we're going to throw at you. So Toscano and I are going to man up on our own type of a show. And we're going to bring you some, uh, I'd say, a few hours of great 80s rock and roll music and radio style. We're going to give you uh, radio shows that are very reminiscent of the 80s, reminiscent of certain sta uh, stations that both Toscano and I and some of our future jocks that are going to spin upon you. For my rockers and rollers out there, I'm going to be doing a special show, and we are going to call this show Bang with the Chang. I'm going to give you everything uh, from glamour metal to black metal, good old-fashioned hard rock metal, classic old hard rock. I'm going to give you glam metal, everything under the rock and roll umbrella I will unleash upon you on Bang with the Chang. Hopefully, Toscano is going to break out maybe uh, some of his Miami Vice attire, and uh, he's going to slip that on, and, and, and he's going to be slipping into giving you some of the classic L.A.-type terrestrial radio fun. You know, almost like a Rick D's, <laughs> but we'll call him Rick T's because he's going to tease you. Well, you know, you. as uh, Mucho Morales from uh, Power 106 in L.A. a long time ago when he and I uh, worked very brief time together and I asked him, you know, what name should I give myself to be an on-air jock? 
And he said, that's easy. You're Super Mario. So I think Super Mario is coming back. Uh, very reminiscent of the 80s. So I do want to keep you guys in the loop of what's going on here at Back to the 80s. So it's going to be a fun time as we go in to play music. But the Back to the 80s show will also remain as well as the staple of K-Hits 92.5. Also, I want to remind you guys that following Friday, we start off a series on rock and roll. Rock and roll and metal and beyond. We have some very special and entertaining guests from the world of rock as well. We also have uh, disc jockeys, the on-air personalities from uh, from a radio station in Phoenix. So I want to keep you guys involved and have you guys join us because it's going to be getting better and better as the Fridays pass by. In the meantime, Chang, the featured and final song from the John Hughes-directed movie Pretty in Pink... And yes, sir. some other films, even in the modern decade, OMD wrote them. song once again that was part of Hollywood that Hollywood just made it explode and thanks to the use in its movie this was for OMD of course in America it was the biggest hit oh yes pretty and pink you know that's one song I would allow you to play while we're going down with your boulevard and I would be I would stand up probably because we're going to be in your convertible and I'm going to be yelling for Molly Ringwald to come and give me my prom kiss that I never got because uh, Chang never went to the prom. So thanks to his use in movies, it was the biggest hit for OMD in America with their song, If You Leave. Yes. Andrew McCarthy was always one actor that got me changry back in the 80s. I was always hoping to see him on Melrose so I could just punch his little preppy face right into the wall. I'm just saying, he just he got under my skin. He he To me, he was like eczema, just irritating the hell out of me. <laughs> You can dispense with the pleasantries. You're listening to Toscano and Chang. You don't know the power of Back to the 80s. On behalf of Toscano and Chang, I am Toscano, and I'd like to thank you guys for taking the time to listen. And a big shout out to everybody abroad from the United States and to the folks who kindly lend their time to us here in the United States as well. We love you guys, and it's because of you that we're doing this. Oh, yeah, because of us, too, because we love the 80s. So have a a great week, a safe one, and God bless. Chang here. Before I release you into another Changtastic weekend, I want you all to remember to stay lifted and gifted. Tomorrow was not promised. And as you go out there and get away from the grip of the COVID virus, to always keep a smile on your face. I wish you an adios, arrivederci, hasta la vista, and to all my homies in the barrio, orale. Show me, show me, show me.